0: Welcome to CADCast. I am your host, Nit Sweeney, and uh, first off, I want to apologize for being off for the last couple of weeks. I've been traveling a whole lot, and things have gotten crazy busy in the last few weeks, so I haven't had time to kind of just sit down and record an episode for you guys. But last week, I did this presentation for our internal sales team, and I also did it for our 3D Experience User Group. Subtle plug there. Uh, If you want to start attending our 3D Experience User Group meetings, we do them Every month. Uh, we do them on Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if anybody's curious about that, check out the CATI website and get registered. It's free. So if you want to come and just listen to us talk about 3D experience for a little while, uh, definitely come check that out. But last week I did a, a presentation that was just 3D experience and how to CAD. And I know that that seems like how to CAD, don't we just kind of use our modeling software? And well, yes, that is obviously the number one answer, but it's more of you know, how do you use your general SolidWorks on the 3D experience platform? What does that do for you? And that's what I want to talk about here, because I think that there's a lot of discussion going on out there. And a lot of people are kind of concerned about the 3D experience platform, what that's going to do to us. I remember a couple months ago when I did my 3D experience recap show, I had a couple of people that were talking about, oh, well, maybe this is the end of SolidWorks PDM. Maybe this is going to be the end of everything. You know, what's that going to do? And there was, there was kind of a lot of apocalyptic type talk. And first off, I don't really think that's going to happen, at least not anytime soon. We've not been given any indication of that. But I also want to just reassure people of what this is going to be doing for them. What does the 3D experience platform look like? How does your CAD life get affected? How do you as a software user react to this and modify what you do on a day-to-day basis? So that's the how to CAD presentation. That's really what I'm going to be going through uh, right here with you guys. Quick side note before I get going, it is a beautiful day in Ohio, and I've got my windows open, so you might hear, like, car horns or something. Uh, I'm not going to be able to clean all of that out of the recording afterwards, so I will apologize now if something makes this sound a little bit wonky. But, table of contents, because I do have a PowerPoint open, we're going to first talk about how do you install the 3D experience solvents connector, and specifically we're going to talk a little bit about the connector as well as Connected, because there are two versions here. There is SolidWorks Connected, and then there is the 3D Experience Connector. Uh, You can also hear SolidWorks Connected be called 3D Experience SolidWorks. They are different, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the installation of it. How does that all go? Where do we go to find the media? You won't be able to see the video. I'm going to try to post this on YouTube sometime in the next few weeks for how to actually install the connector. So you won't be able to see the video, but I'm going to just walk you through a little bit about what's going on with that. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the differences between opening and saving your files uh, on the platform versus how things go right now. Specifically, like how do you find your files? They're not going to be sorted the exact same way. Then we're going to talk a little bit about your day-to-day CAD. That's the biggest thing that we want to hit on here. Just make sure that you know, you know, how how do you sketch right now? Well, it's not going to change. How do you use an extrusion? What if you want to change a flange length on your sheet metal parts? All of those things, you know, what does the 3D experience platform do to you? Then we'll talk about working with your files as they relate to a task. Uh, tasks in the Three D Experience platform are a, great way, are a great way of understanding your files, understanding the context, understanding what you have to do with that. So let's talk about what all of that looks like. Then we can talk a little bit about workflows. Approving and rejecting your files is part of your daily process. Someone sends you something, you either do it or you say, "I need more context. I need more information." So we'll talk what does that look like on the platform. So first. Let's talk about 3D experience SolidWorks and broadly what is this connector that I've mentioned a couple of times. And I want to highlight SOLIDWORKS in this case is still your desktop CAD tool. Yes, there is Etshape. Yes, there is Ed's design. I'm not talking about those for this. I'm talking about you are a SOLIDWORKS user. What does this do to you? SolidWorks is still your desktop CAD tool. That does not change. By default, though, that tool, if you have SolidWorks standard, SolidWorks Professional, SolidWorks Premium, or SolidWorks EDU, I guess. That tool is not connected to the 3D experience platform. I can't just go file, save as, and browse to the 3D experience platform. That does not exist out of the box. That is why we have to have a connector, which leads us to what is the connector versus the connected version of SOLIDWORKS. The connector. uh, It's the left side of my screen for if you get to find this on YouTube at some point. The 3D experience connector is an add-in to SOLIDWORKS. What this lets you do is save to the 3D experience platform as an option, but it is not a requirement that you save everything to the platform. This is great if you're doing some design work on your own machine, but you're also going to be connecting stuff to the platform and maybe you're going to save stuff up there. It's also great if you don't have 3D experience right now, but maybe you transition to it in the near near future, like in the next year or two, maybe your company decides to adopt the 3D experience platform as your data management solution. Well, then you would just get the connector, take your normal SOLIDWORKS, and now you basically take a plug and you connect it to the platform, and now you can save it up there. You don't have to, but you can. What this means, though, your full desktop SOLIDWORKS is licensed the exact same as usual, and you use it the exact same way. We'll talk about how do you find your files and how do you open them and save them, but how do you function inside of the platform? Well, if you're working inside of SOLIDWORKS, it doesn't really change much. Let's contrast that. With 3D Experience SOLIDWORKS, or SOLIDWORKS Connected as you might hear it referred to. What that lets you do is save everything to the 3D Experience platform. This does mean you are automatically tethered to 3D Experience. So everything is connected to the platform. This makes a lot of sense if you are adopting SOLIDWORKS and you want to adopt the 3D Experience platform kind of simultaneously. If you don't have a desktop CAD tool and you are investing in the 3D Experience platform, or if you are investing in just switching to SOLIDWORKS and the 3D Experience platform from a different tool, getting 3D Experience SOLIDWORKS is a great solution. It's a great idea for you because now you don't have to worry about installing some connector and licensing your SOLIDWORKS as an individual license, but then also having the connector license. It kind of consolidates things. One thing, though, that this makes you do is work online all the time. I've talked in the past about offline mode inside of SOLIDWORKS PDM. That doesn't really exist for the 3D experience platform as it relates to 3D experience SOLIDWORKS. There is no offline mode. This means that, you know, if I'm going to be working inside of this tool, I have to be connected to the platform. I can't just take this to the middle of the ocean and start working on it. That's not really a choice for me. But if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense because the 3D experience platform is your data management tool. It is where you're saving all of your files. So having an offline mode would mean I'm not saving my files to the platform. I do know that that has been suggested that it's coming very soon, potentially this summer. So there could be an offline mode. I don't have the exact date, so it could be this summer. It might not be. I I don't know for sure. There will be an offline mode at some point, though. We just don't know when. But despite despite the fact that there's no offline mode, despite the fact that this is tethered to the 3D experience platform, this is also still SOLIDWORKS. You still interact with it the same way. You still go into your sketch tool. You select your plane, and you sketch a circle. Then you go to your features, and you do a boss extrude, and now you've got a cylinder. That all still works the same way. It's not really going to change a whole lot. So the installation of this tool, what does that look like? As best I can paint this picture over a podcast. Naturally, we have to go and first download our installation media. So we do that from the 3D experience platform. If you want to install the 3D experience connector, you have to have 3D experience. So you log in. And then from there, we have to just go and find our SOLIDWORKS role. So we go to our compass, select our SOLIDWORKS role, whatever one that is. And then we select our design with SOLIDWORKS or our SOLIDWORKS connected. Hit the drop down and choose to install that tool. Now, one thing the Three D Experience platform lets you do is decide if you want to install via or install all of your roles or just install all of your roles that are related directly to SolidWorks. That's up to you. If you've got a whole bunch of different roles, you can install all of them. Uh, oftentimes, I just choose specifically what I'm looking for. From there, it's going to either launch you into the Three D Experience launcher installation, uh, so you might have to follow some instructions there, or it'll just send you into the SolidWorks connector installation and then we just choose our installation directory you know where do you want to save this it's your general program files it's what you get with every single program you ever install and then you do create a vault view so long listeners of the show that listened to this back when it was in pot I've talked about vaults I talked about sorted pdm pretty much every single week there is a vault view with the 3D experience platform that's where your files are local when you're saving those files when you're working on them on your local pc there is a vault view uh, So the whole offline mode, it doesn't quite jive with that. It's a little bit weird, but that is kind of how that works. And then we just go through and we click install. There's not really a whole lot else to it. Once you finish that installation, there is one more thing you have to do. And this kind of tripped me up the first time I installed it. Well, I guess I've only installed it once. I immediately went in as soon as my connector was done and I clicked on SolidWorks and I launched SolidWorks 2021 at that point. And I logged in and it said I had to install the connector. And I said, why? That doesn't make any sense. I just did it. You have to tether it. Uh, if you don't want, you have to launch SolidWorks from the 3D experience platform once you do that. So you just click on that design with SolidWorks again, it'll launch up SolidWorks and then it will actually have your connection to the 3D experience platform done. If you don't do that, it doesn't really connect it, which is kind of strange. I don't understand why. Uh, maybe it was just a weird installation for me. So if you want to make sure that it works, do what I did. Go into your 3D experience platform and launch your SOLIDWORKS from there. And then we're connected. Everything's working flawlessly. That's the installation. It really isn't too hard. I think it took me five, 10 minutes maybe. Uh, so once you know what you're doing, it's it's not a hard installation. If you are installing the full desktop SOLIDWORKS, as everybody that's ever installed SOLIDWORKS knows, it's going to take some time. SOLIDWORKS is not a fast installation no matter how much we want it to be, but it does a whole lot of stuff. So it kind of makes sense. Now that we've got our solvents connected, how do we find our files? How do we save our files? Let's kind of go through that next. One really important thing to say about the 3D experience platform is that if you're trying to look for your files and you're accustomed to a folder structure, you're going to be very confused when you go into the platform and you see no folders because that's not how it works. It works using collaborative spaces. And then inside of that, now we have all of our files. So you can have different spaces for different projects and stuff like that, but your folders are not what you're used to. Instead, the files are stored in 3D space. And I, I think it's kind of funny that we talked about, oh, yeah, we're just going to send our files out into just random space, out into the ether. In a way, that's kind of what you're doing with the 3D experience platform. But that, that doesn't mean that they're just like sitting out there and you have no idea where anything is. You can still find your files. I think Jordan Tadik and I talked about this a while back. I'm going to try to have him on the podcast again very soon. And we were talking about different tags and how you can tag your files in a very specific manner so that you can find exactly what you're looking for. If you're familiar with SolidWorks PDM, the way you use your data cards and you go into the search and you search on description or customer ID or project number or something like that, you can very much do the same thing with the 3D experience platform They're just called SITS w A couple months ago, I was in our Buffalo Grove office and I was talking with Rod Levan, who I had on the podcast, like the third ever episode of InPod. And we were talking about how do you find files in the 3D experience platform. And I told him, Rod, I don't know about this. I don't like these TADs. I don't think it's very efficient. And he said, I disagree. I think that it is actually easier. And Rod's been using SolidWorks PDM for a very long time. I I think he joined the company 20 plus years ago. If I remember right. Rod, if you're listening and I'm wrong, sorry. Um, Rod said that he thinks it's better. He actually thinks it's easier to find your files. And I wasn't sure about that. But I've recorded several videos. I've worked with Keith Schaefer uh, quite a bit on this stuff. Uh, We've done several YouTube videos for the company. And I'm starting to come around to that. It is very easy to find your files, being able to just type in anything that you want and it searches everywhere. The vault, you can kind of do that, but you do have to be particular about which folder you're searching in and then all subfolders. So if you've got a lot of kind of sub branches, it could be kind of tricky. I do like the searching inside of the platform. I'm not going to lie about that. So once we found our files, okay, now we're making our changes and then how do we save our files back to the platform? Well, the platform works on a check-in checkout model. Just like we work on for SolidWorks PDM, if I'm going to be making a change to a file, then I have to reserve it or lock it, uh, as it's currently called. It's changed names a couple of times, so the name might be different next week. Who knows? The, the, the idea still needs that same, though. If I check out a file, if I reserve a file, if I lock a file, I'm the person that's working on this. I'm the person that's allowed to make any changes to it. That all made sense, uh, but that's for existing files. If we're creating brand new files, well, how does that work? Interestingly, you don't have to save your files locally first. Instead, what you do is you just go into the 3D Experience Platform and you click Save. And when you click Save, it adds it to the platform. You choose the collaborative space. Like I said, it doesn't use folders. It uses these spaces. So we select the space to add our files to. What's the title of that file? And then hit Go. No folders to worry about. We just save it to the platform. They're, they are just floating in that ether. And then we can just retrieve those later on. If we know what we're looking for, you can just kind of scroll through. If you don't, uh, you can select your file. So we don't have to save locally, and it's very easy to add files. I think that's kind of interesting, and I think that it's actually a little bit easier because it's fewer things that you have to learn. You know, just where do you want to save it? What's the name of it? It's a little bit different than we're used to, but it's not very hard. So your day-to-day CAD, though. Now, let's talk about that. The individual features, what do we do? How do we actually operate inside of this tool? How do things change? And in a word or two, uh, not much. You still work inside CAD very much the same way. Saving and opening files like we just talked about three seconds ago, it is different, but it's the exact same idea. If I want to go through and a great example of this, somebody's given me a file that I need to add a couple components to. Well, how do I actually make that change to these individual components? How do I update this assembly? How do I mate some more pieces in place? Well, if I've got everything inside of the 3D experience platform, the big thing that I have to do is just open up that file by searching for it in the platform lock that file down, so then I'm the only one that's allowed to make my changes to it. And then from there, instead of using like my PDM search, or instead of going through some different folders to drag and drop files into my assembly, I can use the 3D search tool, which is just the search tool inside of the 3D experience platform, type in anything that I know, anything that I use for tagging. So that's why tagging is very important. In this case, uh, in the case of the video that I've got, it's going up as our day-in-the-life 3D experience designer. So keep an eye out for that on the CATI YouTube page. Uh, It should be posted sometime in May or June, I believe. And I'm just going to search for a link pin. And then all you have to do is drag that piece in place, well, drag it into the assembly, and then mate it in place. And you use your mates the exact same way. So we go through and we can do concentric mates. We can do coincident mates. We can lock rotation. Everything that we're used to doing, it's the exact same process. It's really, really easy. Then we just have to save the file back to the platform, which just commits our changes. It's the same idea as a check-in, except for we're not actually releasing the file. So that's kind of cool. It's very similar, I guess, to if you use Salted's PDM and you go check in the assembly, but then keep file checked out. I think that's the little checkbox with the fourth one over, something like that. You can click on that to keep the file checked out so you can keep working on it. You don't have to do that, but it lets you just update the database, basically. Then let's say we want to create a drawing. Well, if you want to create a drawing in the platform that doesn't already exist, have the assembly open or the part, and go to file, make drawing from assembly. There's nothing you have to do from the 3D experience platform to do that. Then you just create your drawing as normal. You can create a couple of views. And then all you have to do is click on that drawing. You choose to save it to the platform as well. Select the space. So where do you want to put it? In this case, we can put in in a project-specific collaborative space if we choose to, so that all of our files are in that same one. Give it the title. And then it uploads it to the platform. It adds that link to the database. And then we just have to save that file into the 3D experience platform as we normally do and then release ownership of them so that we can have them be reviewed by somebody else if we want to. Pretty straightforward. Your day-to-day CAD doesn't, again, it doesn't change much. You still create your drawings the same way. You're still going to mate files in place the same way. You're still going to sketch the same way, do markups, evaluate, even run simulation. None of that has to change unless you're using different roles. But if you're used to your desktop solvers and you're still using your desktop solvers for everything that you do, then keep doing it. You don't have to do anything special. So, how do we understand things that are going on? I use Microsoft Planner. I we internally use Planner to understand like statements of work, uh, individual tasks that are assigned to us. What are we working on project wise? We use Planner for that. Uh, sometimes we use like SmartSheet, and I know that we're talking about using different stuff too. Makes it easy for me to track things, but it's not always the best because I don't necessarily know. What is linked to things? I should, because I'm creating all of these tasks myself, or at least I'm creating a lot of the context. So I can understand most of this, but if somebody, if I'm out on vacation, for example, how am I going to work with that? How would it work if one of my coworkers had to pick up a statement of work request and they're like, hey, where are Nits notes for this? We have a system, but you know, maybe my file, maybe things are named differently. Using collaborative tasks in the 3D experience platform lets you add files as references and set up context. And those are two different things. So what this lets you do is, as a reference, I could have, say, a markup. I could have an image. I could have an SOP. I could have uh, just a request for work that a customer sent us, just an email. Whatever I want to use, that's my reference. My context, then, could be the individual CAD models that I need to update. Perhaps we've sent an assembly, and they've said, hey, I need you to make this change, and they mark it up, and they highlight it and say You need to add these two components here because this isn't going to work for us. That's handy because now I just use one task and I understand everything that relates to it. I can also set due dates and I can understand urgency by setting priority on it. So I might say that these two things have the same due date, but one is a priority five and one is a priority four. Let's say five is the most urgent in this case. I can understand, okay, the high priority thing, that needs to take precedence. I have to do this one first. If the other one's late, it's still not good. But between these two things, I know where to set my priorities. To do this, we use the collaborative tasks application uh, inside of the 3 D experience platform. It is an Inovia-based task. I think it's in your collaborative industry innovator. And it lets you just work with a whole bunch of different people. So you can see a whole dashboard of tasks, things that are just in draft, so they're not quite assigned to you or they're not ready to go. You have some that are to-do, so they're very much in front of you. I need to do these six things. Some that are in work, and then some that are approved or completed or in approval and completed. You can select each of these tasks and go through and see the title or the description. Again, the individual contest. That contest tells you which model is going to be affected. And then using the task itself, I can choose the drop down list and say, Show this to me. Open it up. In the example of the 3D experience designer video, Keith and I view a markup. We found that this assembly, the assembly that we're actually working on in the prior video, we've got. Some link pins that are missing. Uh, The pieces aren't going to stay on. They're not going to stay connected because there's no actual piece holding them in place. So we can add those link pins and understand that through our 3D markup. We can even spin that model around and see, okay, how does this work in a 3D world instead of just a 2D markup? So that's pretty handy. From there, I can choose open up the assembly and I can choose to open it in any number of different apps. So if I have a whole bunch of different applications running, like if I want to open up a DSF and draft site, I can open it up through DraftSite if I have that connector. If I have a SOLIDWORKS assembly, I can open open that up with our design with SOLIDWORKS using the connector that we just installed, I don't know, 12 minutes ago, something like that. And then from there, we're just inside of SOLIDWORKS and we're working these that same way as normal. All right, last thing that I want to talk about is the overall approval of files and how does that work inside of the 3D experience platform. Workflows are how we're accustomed to it inside of Sawdust PDM, they're how I'm accustomed to it, so I'm going to talk about them like they are workflows, but they're kind of more of life cycles because the 3D Experience platform opens up a lot of PLM doors versus just PDM doors. The 3D Experience platform has an out-of-the-box approval process. This does let you get started very quickly, uh, so you don't have to go through a large scoping process. You don't have to sit down with everybody in your company and whiteboard out this massive approval. The goal of the platform is to get you going very, very quickly. For this reason, we have a simple workflow, one that works most of the time. So we start our file, we're working on it, we send it to somebody to look it over, and then it's done. That's really the general process. Uh, One of those states is called frozen, one's called released, one's called draft, and the other's just like in work. That's about it. There's not a whole lot else that goes on with that. Double-edged sword though, because that's not a lot of complexity and some people need a lot of complexity. And we add that complexity using something called routes. What routes let you do is... Add that complexity to the individual states or the individual steps along the way. So multiple approvals uh, to progress in that step is one thing you can definitely do. In the example that I used in my presentation with the sales team, somebody might have two levels of managerial approval. So we go through and we have our design manager approve it, but also we need quality to inspect it as well. So we need both of those people. So we would just add a route. So now it goes through both of those. And I can choose, maybe I have one or the other look it over. Or maybe I have both of them look it over. I choose any or I can choose all. Any can be very handy if I need one out of these six people to look it over, send it to those six people, one of them can sign off, and we can move on from there. Nice and easy. It works kind of like if you assign a whole group inside of SolidWorks PDM and someone looks it over, very much the same idea. Those routes, though, are unique for each process, which, again, makes sense if you think about it. Why would I use the same approval process for my CAD documents as I would for a Word document that's just outlining what we're trying to do here. It's probably gonna be a very different set of approvals, so that makes a lot of sense. You can route these things directly through SolidWorks. Just like you can with SolidWorks PDM, you can go through and click on the workflow. In the case of the 3D experience platform, what you do is you select the files and you have to just right-click and say maturity. Maturity will then let you choose if you want to send them to something like, in my case, frozen or maybe released, depending on your permissions. Your permissions dictate what you can do. Same idea as PDM. If you can't do it, then you're not going to have that option available to you. Once the files are frozen, you would just want to release uh, ownership of them. Unlike with SOLIDWORKS PDM, you don't necessarily have to check in the files before you transition them. Uh, In fact, with PDM, you have to do that. With the 3D Experience platform, you don't. You can do this while your files are locked by you. So you've got the key. You can do that and then release these files to individual users. The routes are set up on the platform. Uh, They're not set up through SOLIDWORKS, but you would still route them the same way. You just choose the maturity state and move them on from there. So some quick final thoughts, and then I'll get you guys out of here right about 25-ish minutes. SolidWorks is still your desktop CAD tool. I want to stress that because I, I don't want people to think about the 3D experience platform and think, I have to change everything that I do. You don't, not necessarily. It's your data management tool that might change. So now we're going to be using this cloud-based data management, but we're still going to use our desktop CAD tool. Maybe we'll use some different cloud apps, some of our different X apps, as they're called, so Shape, X Design. Uh, at Sheet Metal, uh, at Strafter. All these different tools are certainly available to us if we want to, but we don't have to. We can still use our desktop CAD, SOLIDWORKS, the same way. Whether it's Kinect Door versus Kinect Did, that just kind of opens the platform door to us and you can choose the one that makes the most sense for you. Your files are stored on the platform though. That does make it very easy to find the files that you're looking for. I'm not gonna be looking in a whole bunch of different folders. Instead, I'm just gonna search in space. I'm gonna find the files I need to. As we're working on our files, again, it's the same idea, just going to be working on them inside desktop software to create my drawing. And then I'm just going to export that to the platform or I'm going to upload it, not really export. Just going to save the file to the platform as I'm done, put it in the correct space. The space could be project specific. It should just be a general space. That's up to you. And the platform just makes things easy to understand context. I really like the tasks inside of the platform. Being able to say context and references and find everything that's associated with my files and not go searching through six different folders and using the contains tab to look and say, okay, so open this in a new window and then open this in a new window. None of that. It's very easy to say, this is my to do list. These are the three things that are assigned to me. And here's the context and the priority so that I can get them done when I need to. With that, I hope that's given you guys some context. Maybe if you were apprehensive about the 3D experience platform, just some peace of mind. Like this is still your desktop SOLIDWORKS, and we're just gonna use the platform. The platform is just another tool in our toolkit doesn't have to change everything that we do. So thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I hope you got a lot out of this and I will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, assuming I'm not traveling a whole lot, but I should be back next week. All right. See you.